What's up, friends? You're listening to Brain Buff, the podcast by Ben and Miguel. Hello, Mr. Miguel. I see you a nice big smile on your face. It's uh, pretty late in the day right now, so understandable. <laughs> How are you feeling, man? <laughs> feeling okay. Yeah. Hello, everyone. <laughs> or five hello, hello, billion hello. listeners. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what shall we talk about today, Ben? So we're going to talk about our epic Vietnam trip. And I wanted to like go back to what was our motivation for going on this trip. Like what was the thought process? Do you remember, um, I guess, our conversations leading up to actually making the trip a reality? And and I guess we can talk about like well some of the crazy things that we did there in Vietnam. Alright. Why Vietnam by the way? Why did we think about Vietnam? Why did we think about Vietnam? Yeah. Well I, I wait, wait, I remember because my plan was for was to go to Japan. And then I remember you said you wanted to try out Vietnam. You yeah. wanted to work there, right? And then I told you, oh, I have some friends in Vietnam. And we could try it out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. I got in touch with my friends. And... <laughs> Well, it's a good thing because um, my friend in Vietnam, she's well-connected with a lot of language centers and schools. Mia, um, right? You're talking about Yeah, me. this is Mia. Yeah. I actually met her in Singapore. Her How I met her was she was lost in the street. She was looking for the MRT and she asked me for help. And then I got her number. <laughs> so you're saying that you met her by chance, pretty much. Yeah, by chance. Like I'm you weren't working at the same place. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if I remember correctly, but her office was in the same building as my office. Mm-hmm. That's a scary building. It's an old building. Not really old. I'm not sure how old it is. In Ubi Avenue, near near Tai Seng. Ubi, yeah, okay. there. Okay. And a lot of the buildings look alike, so it's easy to get lost. And she was lost, and she asked me for help. And that's how we met. Because she was near the area all the time. And then, I don't know. We hang out after that. We because we're both foreigners in Singapore, and she was new, and I wanted to show her around. 
I guess that's how we became friends. And I remembered her when you said you wanted to visit Vietnam and to find work there. And I remember you told me because you know someone who worked there too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I didn't really know anyone personally who had worked in Vietnam. Well, I do I do have one friend who who did spend some time there, but I was never really very uh, close to him. Oh, it was a guy. It was a guy. I remember it yeah. was a girl. You told me she was there and she didn't stay very long. Yeah, this was not really like a a, a friend of mine. She was more <laughs> of a friend of her friends. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, you spoke to her, right? You got in touch with her because yeah, you wanted I did. to know. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. So she wasn't really that close to you. No, no. Like the first time I met her was really, um, my 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 colleague at the time actually helped to set it up. Because she knew that I was looking for people who had been there before. And so she helped me to set up the appointment. And then I had dinner with this, uh, with this girl just to find out a bit more about her experience. Mm. Yeah, because she spent, I think, like two years actually staying there, teaching English uh, basically full-time in Vietnam. And she's Singaporean. So it was interesting to hear her perspective. And, and um, like I needed to have that affirmation before I took, took on the step. Of being Wait, more confident. Why did you choose trip. Vietnam? Why Vietnam, by the way? Oh my gosh. Uh, I think there's a lot more to it to begin with. La. So I think we need to take a few steps back into what led me to come up with Wait, wait, I remember. It's coming back. I remember. <laughs> it's all coming back. Okay. It's coming back. I remember. We talked about this. I asked oh you the same gosh. question. Um, for a moment here, I was just curious because I don't remember, but now I remember what you told yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, okay. So the precursor to this is we have to see where I was in life, la, basically. <laughs> that led to me making that decision to want to explore this um, idea, right? So, which is why I decided that this would be a good topic to talk about this time around because <laughs> last week we did talk about like our origin story and so that was like a good uh, uh, lead up to this la, basically lead up to this topic because chronologically I think it makes sense just give me a second I think my alarm went off it's your bedtime Ben yeah. it's your bedtime it was my reminder to get up from my nap, which I didn't have. Wait, how do I fix this? There we go. Yeah, okay. So, right. uh, let's see. Where were we? <laughs> I remember why we chose Vietnam. You want to go first? <laughs> um. Prior to this, um, I remember, yeah, I had a girlfriend. Um, she was Vietnamese. My girlfriend mm-hmm. that time was Vietnamese. And she was the one now. who actually, she, she's the one who actually convinced me to become an English teacher. 
to teach English. She told me, you should be a teacher. You should be an English teacher. I'm like, oh, really? But the salary is too low, but you're going to have fun. And, you know, because you and then like um, and then I ask you the same question. Why Vietnam? <laughs> what did I say? And I think, time? yeah, yeah, it's because of the women. Right? <laughs> <laughs> not- there are a lot of good-looking Vietnamese <laughs> out there. <laughs> so, oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna deny it. Like, so that's why. <laughs> But let's not, not reduce it. Let's let's not reduce it to just because of the women. <laughs> All right, you want to elaborate? <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, yeah. So as I was saying, right, I was in a different place in my life, basically. Uh, like a different phase, I would say. So I was in this kind of limbo stage, right, where um. In the previous episode, I mentioned that it took me a while to get over the the breakup with with uh with the first ex, All right? And so so that was like the personal um part of my life, right? Professionally, so personally, like my I was in in not a very good place. Professionally, I was also not in a very good place because I wasn't enjoying my job. And I just felt like, you know, things were not working out. And then separately, there was this third thing that I was also considering that had kind of, um, um, let's just say it, 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 it took a turn for the worse. Like basically, it, it didn't. Uh... Okay, so I was actually considering to join this religious group. Um, like a cult? No, 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 it's not a cult. It's, it's a group under the Catholic Church. So it's this group called Opus oh. Dei. Yeah, I think you've heard of it before. Yeah, so... Sounds familiar. Yeah, it was just a weird time in my life. Like, you know, um, I, I struggled to let go of the breakup. I got close to joining Opus Dei. And then I feel like I kind of got burned because like I, I went into it and there was a lot of promise and then I changed my mind just as it was getting closer and then professionally, things were not working out. So, looking back at it, I feel like I don't know whether it was an escape, the idea of, of going to Vietnam. Like, I, I just didn't really know what else to choose. And, and this was the only thing that uh, got me excited. Lah, right? I don't know whether it was an escape because like, I had this romanticized idea of going to Vietnam exploring a different culture, meeting new people, uh-huh. exploring, you know, a new geography and, and uh, well, like we said, right, meeting hmm. other women. <laughs> <laughs> like there was this hope of meeting like this Vietnamese girl and I did the math in my head, you know, like the population of Vietnam and how many women <laughs> are there in Vietnam and the population of Singapore and then what are the odds that I'll find someone over there and like personally, uh, in my opinion, and this is not going to bode very well with um, the female listeners who listen to this podcast. <laughs> but in my opinion, I feel like the Vietnamese girls are up there in terms of like, you know, how they look. And 
<laughs> being very careful in the way I tread about this. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing better, much better than last time. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of good-looking Vietnamese women. Yeah, yeah. But my my preference was always Asian, so it did not matter where we look for women as long as it's in Asia. You make it sound like a freak. <laughs> You're making us sound like I don't want to say it, lah. <laughs> okay, okay, but yeah. So there we go. So I was thinking, like, uh, yeah, let's do that. Maybe we work in Vietnam a year, two years. We meet yeah. someone, yeah, and you know that Travel, was like the, enjoy hmm. the food, enjoy the culture. It was fun. We did meet well. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> and it was the idea that things are a lot cheaper in Vietnam as well, right? So I think we had plans to find a nice place to stay, rent like a good, nice apartment, buy I don't know, buy like a pool table, buy some nice furniture, so it'd be like a good hangout spot. <laughs> you know, friends can come over in the evenings. We'd have drinks. It's not as easy yeah. as it sounds, right? <laughs> yeah, which is what we did. What which is what we discovered, right? When we when we actually got there. Yeah. So how so... things were. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there we go. So we planned it. We flew to Vietnam, to Ho Chi Minh City, um, or. Saigon, how they called it in the day. Yeah. Not sure if they still call it Saigon, but uh, I think the older generation would still call it Saigon. Um, but it was a very good experience, right? It was a great experience. <laughs> Tell them what we did, Ben. Tell them what we did. <laughs> we did plenty of things. <laughs> like... But we did we did go through um, all those interviews for yeah. the language center yeah. and um, the huge school. The, the school looked really nice, um, very big, and I don't know. I, I guess I could see myself teaching there for maybe a week. <laughs> right? Yeah, because I wasn't sure. I had no experience. So it I mean, was we, really <laughs> we had we had only our resumes and our recently um <laughs> our, our recent qualifications yeah <laughs> that we gotten from BEC and yeah. thankfully your friend Mia and her husband accommodated us right? accommodated us and they had a lot of connections they had a lot of like I would say family friends and. I don't know whether they were like extended family members who somehow they were they own schools and they were in the management of, of like international yeah. was it like international school, like a learning center? It was, it was. It, it was it yeah. was, it is, it is because uh Mia used to be a teacher. Mm. She used to be a teacher, got tired of it, and she wasn't she was like, Really? You you're gonna be a teacher, can you really handle it? She was doing that to me yeah. the whole time. You know what? I was really impressed. You got to show off some skill in Vietnam. Um, because like in Singapore, it's easy to drive a car for you, right? Um, yeah. I drive a car over here too. But 
driving a motorbike in that environment oh my god man that was amazing <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> i tried to hit an old br- i will never forget that when mia this was the end of our trip mia. yeah this was by the end of our trip but i will never forget that motorbike yeah. where you said i was like you know very confident and then the first thing i do when i held on to the motorbike was rev the uh, accelerator yeah <laughs> and i almost hit an old person yeah i remember this <laughs> you almost killed someone dude <laughs> an accident yeah that was terrible i will never ride a motorbike i mean i'll I mean, never drive drive a motorbike it was a fiasco like i feel like Seeing you, your legs were flailing around and your hands were locked on the what? handlebar. You didn't know what to do. That was for a split second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so the context is that throughout the entire trip, I was the one who was riding the bike and you were riding pillion <laughs> behind me. And I was doing like a fantastic job uh, keeping up with, with our friends and the locals, right? And yeah, I was like very confident that was really good. through that was the traffic. Really good. And at one point, like there was traffic coming in our way. It was coming really fast. And then I just, you know, I just stepped on it, just accelerated, <laughs> just turned at the junction in spite of the incoming traffic just to keep up with our friends. And you were, you were super impressed, I remember. That was really good because the environment yeah. is not what we're used to. Like uh, even here, we have traffic. But it's all, you know, cars, trucks, buses. Over there, like, it's all motorbikes. All it's motorbikes. all motorbikes, yeah. yeah. You look to your left, there's a guy's face next to you. <laughs> you look to your right, there's another guy's face next to you. It's like an inch. <laughs> it's like an inch away. And you're afraid to look left or right. Like, you could, like, feel yeah. the breathing at the side of your face. Yeah. It was that close to each other. Yeah. And like yeah, wherever I'm you want to go, like you have to figure out, you know, like you have to slow down, you quickly speed up in between two bikes and make a turn. Then you have to judge whether someone's like turning in your path, right? So you have to constantly <laughs> has be quick thinking navigating. skills. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quite natural on, on, on these like motorbikes and stuff. I don't ride a bike here in Singapore, but you know, I've always been on a bicycle since like I was, I don't know, like primary school or something. I ride bicycles on off-roads, uphill, downhills, but not motorbikes. <laughs> when was the first time you rode a motorbike? I thought it would be the same. It was very different. No, no. <laughs> in 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 a previous trip, um okay, so I think like one or two trips prior to that, right? This was many years back. Uh, I went on a on a trip to Vietnam as well, but this was like a tour around Vietnam, Thailand, Cambodia. Um, tiring, the tricycle. Yeah, and and I think Myanmar. That's tiring. Yeah, and so we were on bikes the entire time, bikes and and um buses. So that was where I really learned how to use it and 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 use it quite well, lah. I would say. Yeah, but I miss the feeling. I miss the feeling of being a bike, being on a bike in one of these Southeast Asian countries and the traffic is just insane. Wait, that night when we went through the, like uh, 
Skyway, that highway yeah. on the bridge. That was so much fun, you know, like nighttime, the city lights and there was no traffic and you were like um... speeding up like really fast. And I was like screaming, <laughs> that was fun, you know, <laughs> we were both screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh there my we gosh. go. And what else? We did we we did a lot of things. We went bar hopping too, right? Yeah. We went bar hopping and I remember you you tried talking to a lot of Vietnamese girls. Not and... only Vietnamese girls, the ones who were this was really surprising because the ones who were friendly on our bar hopping sprees were the foreigners. <laughs> Yeah, the locals were like when I come come up near to them, they're like, you know, like <laughs> repulsed, <someone's... laughs> repulsed by you. <laughs> <laughs> they just like go away, like I had a disease or something. Oh but the God. foreigners, I remember this. I was talking to these foreigners, those blonde women. I remember that, and yeah, but they were a lot taller than me, so I did not want to stay around and mingle with them. So um, I wanted to go around a lot more. I actually wanted to meet more locals, but yeah, zero chance. <laughs> what? What surprised me a little was the fact that you relied on the alcohol to give you the confidence. Of course, to speak to. That's what you do when you go bar these hopping. People. You drink, and you talk to women. Yeah, but my point is, you don't have to. How many women have to did rely you talk on... to that night? <laughs> How many? Tell me. Zero. You spoke to my friend Mia and her husband. <laughs> we were chilling, dude. Like, I didn't see the need. <laughs> we were there in Vietnam for the women. <laughs> no, we were there in Vietnam to explore and, and to figure out a prospective That's career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also the women. <laughs> Can you not make us sound like? <laughs> Give me one second. We're so desperate. One second. Uh, I'm just. All right. So yeah, we were drinking, and we spoke to a lot of women. And the massage. Oh, the massages were good. Oh yeah. Or oh, I still have a lot of pictures of those um social escorts. <laughs> what? You can leave this out. You can leave this out. You have pictures. <laughs> I remember those. No, I don't I deleted them already. But remember I was like going around, I stole the girl's hat and oh, yeah. I was taking pictures with them. And they were wearing these really sexy clothes. And yeah, I remember. Oh, those were locals. Those lo- locals were fun. But the, you... ones, the ones who were working and, and yeah, I'll like, <laughs> <laughs> <working> for business. <laughs> if you the want them were... to sit and drink with you, you'd have to pay them. <laughs> they were the ones who were actually interacting with you. <laughs> The food. Oh my god, this was the first time we ate a uh, coconut worm. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we had we had the though. experience, right, of <laughs> eating worms and lizards and uh, spiders, scorpions, scorpions, something mm. that looked like a roach. <laughs> uh cicada or cricket. Something cicada. like that. Cicada. Yeah. Cicada. Do you remember cicada. it tasting very good? Um <laughs> but I prior don't. to that, I already ate something alive. In Korea, they have this thing called Sanakchi. I told okay. this in one of our BEC, you know. Yeah. I wasn't live sure if you were there. Octopus, right? Yeah, live baby, uh live baby octopus. That was mm. delicious. And I was expecting something like that. Um, the coconut worm was such a struggle. It was like you and your fear face to face with your yeah. fear. And it was the first time I struggled with chopsticks. Like, you know, your hands literally were just shaking. And you were like, what happens if you put it in your mouth? It's like something that your body naturally rejects. Right. Did you have the same yeah. feeling? I don't know what I was thinking. The first thing we tried to eat was the coconut worms. I still yeah, remember. that was the first one. How did it yeah. taste like, man? I don't remember what it tasted like. Like I just remember it being like very juicy and things juicy? squirted out. Like like the juices the squirted out when, when we bit into it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. guts all burst out. And then you had to pluck the little head out. <laughs> but you know what? I saw in some YouTube channels, they actually eat the whole thing with the head. Are you serious? Yeah, that's what they do. But the heads are so hard. And then they have these like teeth things, the right? They will bite into you. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Man, it's stuck on my tongue. <laughs> Get it out, Ben. Get it out. <laughs> it's stuck in I- my tongue. <laughs> I don't know whether you recall, but after our ex, um, our meal, right, of, of like creepy crawlies and stuff like that, that evening, I started having the runny nose. You uh, had an allergy, yeah. Yeah, sick. yeah. And then you that night, sick. that night just before going to bed, I remember my eyes suddenly became so poofy. <laughs> <laughs> I looked in the mirror, I was like, what the hell is going on? I've never seen myself like that before. <laughs> I had a hard time okay. opening up my eyes wider, right? <laughs> because they were so freaking poofy. It's like someone punched you in the face. Someone punched both eyes. <laughs> Wait, did you take any medicine for it? Uh, I, didn't. I What did we do? That was dangerous, yo. Yeah, dude. But your breathing was fine. So I guess that was okay, right? My breathing was fine. Yeah, I didn't have any trouble breathing. I think I had a bit like, like my throat was itchy, I remember. And my eyes were poofy. Okay, let's run it down. What are the things we ate? We ate coconut worm that was live. We ate a tarantula spider. We ate the the tarantula spider. uh, All of those things were disgusting. Um, The tarantula spider, the emperor scorpion. Some type of lizard. Like these tree lizards. lizards. Yeah. Um, a lizard. Um, crickets. The crickets were delicious. Those grasshoppers. Those are actually protein. Very good. They eat that a lot in many countries. I think in Cambodia, or, or I think in yeah. Cambodia, it's quite normal. Yeah. And then we ate rabbit. Do you remember this? We ate rabbit. 
Yes, we ate rabbit in the street. But not uh, at the same place, right? Not at the same place. Not yeah, at the same yeah. place. Correct, but I, correct. Was it at the same day or different day? I think it might have been a different day, dude. Different day. Different day. Okay, okay. So crickets. <clears throat> and then what else? Um honestly I, I think, think that... it's one of it's one of those lah, basically. <laughs> one of those nasty things that you should never put in your mouth. That triggers my good. You know, someone said that if people learn to eat crickets, nobody would starve in the world. Yeah. Nobody it, would starve. You have a sustainable food source, right? And mm. it's nutritious. Yeah. I think the crickets were delicious. Everything, everything else, yeah, I wouldn't eat it again. I remember <laughs> the scorpions tasting a bit like Marmite for some reason. Would you eat it again? No. <laughs> but it had a distinct taste, I remember. I didn't like the scorpion one bit. I think what was funny was that I I knew that I wasn't feeling well. I thought I it was just like a regular bug, you know, from traveling. I, I thought it was just a virus, honestly. And back then there was no like COVID, no nothing, right? So I just thought, <laughs> Yeah, just pop a Panadol, take a vitamin C, go to sleep, you know, hope, hopefully you feel better the next day. And then I went to the washroom at night. I went to the bathroom, right? I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, what the hell is going on? I look so different. <laughs> and then I came out, you 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 were you didn't you didn't have any clue what's going on. So I was like, hey Miguel, check out my eyes. <laughs> I was laughing. <laughs> no, you freaked out, dude. I, I did, I did. Yeah, you well, I was laughing it. afterwards, but um, because it's dangerous, man. Like, that's dangerous. But you At were that breathing. Point, that was the thing. Yeah, I remember you wanted to wake uh Mia up to to send me to the hospital because you a were clinic, worried. a mm. clinic. Yeah, but I said like, no, nah, there's no need because let's just monitor and let's see how it goes. But that's oh. never happened to you ever before, right? No. Like the puffiness? No. I've yeah, I've never had this kind of allergic reaction. You have no allergies to anything? I have quite a resistant stomach. The only thing I'm allergic to is amoxicillin, which is a medication. Mm. But I don't know what happens if I if I ingest it because I've never like it's one of those things that have always been on my health booklet since I was a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. But anyways, let's 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 go back to the reason. What you know, like how is it that we were so excited to teach and to live there, and what what were like what was the main reason that convinced us otherwise eventually in Vietnam? Actually, I was just there for the trip. My main goal was always <laughs> Japan. Right, I was there to help you out, and no, I wanted was... to see what kind. I, I wanted to see if there were really good opportunities that we that I could also, you know. Yeah. I mean, you were I seriously considering as well, right? Yeah. yeah. I Honestly, was, I, I wouldn't have done it if, if you weren't on board as well. Because <laughs> what fun would it be, right? Just doing it on my own. <laughs> Who knows? You might meet someone, you know, that time. So we never... Yeah. No, I was thinking you could be a good wingman. In Vietnam, I am, and, and I could, man. and I could be your wingman. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But yeah, we needed to settle down first before, you know, the priorities was, I, I guess the priority was like, find work, find a place. And when we settle down, that's when we could <laughs> think of other things. <laughs> I think a large part of it was like the pay. Because when we went to each place, they more <laughs> or less gave us an idea and it was it was peanuts basically. Right? I like remember a- I remember asking Mia um when like native speakers, Americans, the British people, when they come here to teach, and this was earn? yeah, they earned this. I asked Mia, how do they survive? And I remember she told me, Oh, Miguel, like you need to work two to three jobs, two jobs so that you could pay off your bills, the third job so you could have some some savings, some sort of, you know, saving. I'm like, oh no, there's, it was like that for them. That was their lifestyle. You really have to be passionate if you really want to live there as an ESL teacher. Right. And I, I guess a lot of these guys, these Westerners, they're there for the women, their girlfriends or their wives. No, I mean, I wouldn't reduce it to that because I'm sure they were there for like, you know, like a, a good experience in general and not just, not true, true. Not just for <laughs> the women. <laughs> no, but if they stay there, like how do they make a living there? You okay. have to be really passionate and they stay there because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know any any Westerner. Actually. One, thing, one thing is that the native speakers, right, who teach in Vietnam, they actually get paid more than so-called non-native speakers. A couple of dollars higher. Not, not as much as you think. Still and... not as high. And native speakers as well as non-native speakers, right? Teaching English in Vietnam actually make a lot more than the regular blue-collar worker in Vietnam. Mm, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So if you go there on the streets and you tell people, oh, I teach English here, they would say that that's a pretty good profession. Like It pays pretty well. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Yeah. But for us, I mean, comparing what you would make over there to... What you would make here, like, there's no question, right? Like, probably one-fifth of... The biggest part of the money... I mean, it's okay. You earn peanuts. But the expenses... Yeah. Is too high. To you, be wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't low. be able to save, save money at all. Right? It would just be... What I'm making, I use that to pay off my rent and my food. Survive. Buy a couple of things. Yeah. Yeah. You had to buy a motorbike. I think another thing that kind of turned me off, right, was that I went in there with the romanticized idea, but then I realized that most of it was you have to wake up early and then you have to travel on your motorbike in this hot, humid weather. And you have to navigate through this insane traffic, right? It's like a swarm of bees wherever you go. Right, motorbikes left, right, in front, behind. And by the end of each day, you freaking smell like soot because you'd be sweating. And then you have to deal with all these like 
and people in the city generally they're not as friendly as people out in other parts like Dalat or I don't know Natrang or whatever. So, I think that's but it's always the- like that, right? People in the city. Um, I feel like a lot of people in the cities are always stressed out. It's like that everywhere. It's like that in. It was like that in Korea, in Seoul. It was like that in uh, Bangkok. If you go to Chiang Mai, those places, there'd be a lot more friendlier people, easier to talk to. But in the cities, I don't know. People are always so stressed out. They focus on work and money, and I think that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I wouldn't blame. I wouldn't blame those women didn't want to talk to me <laughs> i think men wouldn't have wanted to talk to you either <laughs> it's mutual i don't mind <laughs> there we go i remember so i remember mm. after you had left um mm. me and mia's husband what's his name let's call him by his name his name is hui hui correct hui yeah, Hui. Hui and I, we, we took a trip up to, was it Dalat? Uh, I was I back like, in Singapore. Yeah, because I had one or two days left, right? My flight was, my return flight was later than yours. So I just wanted to explore a little bit more. And so Hui and I, we actually spent, I think, two days, one night in, in Dalat. So that was nice. Like, it was a slightly colder place, I think because of, it was like more uphill countryside kind of vibe. And the people there were generally friendlier. Uh, not really a, on a mountain, but um, like it was, I think the, the way there was a bit hilly and, and it was a bit more, yeah, like the altitude was just a bit higher. Yeah. Like it was more laid back and... um. I remember people were just like friendlier in general. There were there was a there was quite a young crowd, surprisingly. I think like the last day that we were there, we were wondering what shall we do. And by then we already like I think we exhausted all our options in terms of like trying food and, and visiting places. So I was like, uh let's let's go catch a movie, man. You think they have movies here in Dalat? So they were showing Spider-Man at the time. I remember this. You so watched we, the movie? With yeah, we, yeah, we and I, we watched the movie in, <laughs> in Dalat. A movie date with somebody's husband, Ben. I feel betrayed. You didn't tell me this last time. You sure I didn't tell you? I, I think I would have. I remember. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember it anymore, but... I remember you were messaging me like, oh, you should have seen this place. Like, um, mm-hmm. It was I nice. It was like nice place. Place. Yeah. The food there was nice. Um, mm. I, I remember we had something like, like, like a soya bean milk, which is similar to what we have in Singapore, but it tasted a bit mm. different. Yeah. Yeah. So we rode into something like a mall. It looked like a mall, like a Vietnamese version of a mall, right? And then... The way that they like 
had to go into the car parks, right? Was that there were these workers there? They look like part time kids, uh. They look like teenagers, like, okay, not teenagers, like, uh, they look like I don't know, maybe 18, 19, 20, thereabout. And then you had to pay them something in order to get a ticket to go into the car park and park your bike. Right. Oh. So it was my turn to go. I was following Hui the whole time. He went in first. And when it was my turn, right, I just looked at it was this girl I still remember. And then I just uh, I just played the I'm a foreigner card, right? So I just acted like I I genuinely couldn't speak their language. I genuinely didn't know what she wanted. <laughs> So I just kind of like smiled at her like uh, don't, don't really know what you want and she could tell and then she just hit the button and opened up the gantry and let me go through oh, perks but you did pay money right to get in into the cinema yes lah obviously no not in into the, the car parking park. lot no the car park I didn't pay you didn't see who do it no I think he went. He paid and he went in, but I just kind of like looked at her. I was like, <laughs> me no Vietnamese, you know. I just speak English. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing oh. that I found funny was that, so we were watching Spider Man in English, and most people there they don't speak English. Like they all speak Vietnamese. The cinema is packed. Yeah, the cinema was packed with these like Vietnamese kids. I don't know whether it was, was it like a school holiday or something like that. <laughs> but it was it was full house, right? And it was an actual Spider-Man Marvel movie with Vietnamese subtitles. And I was listening to I was I was obviously I was understanding it, right? And at the funny parts, like I realized I was the only one laughing, you know. <laughs> when a joke came out, like, I literally burst out laughing. And then and nobody else. Nobody else was laughing. And Hui, who was sitting next to me, right? So I would laugh. I would be like, ha, 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 you know? And then a few seconds later, I would hear Hui laughing. And we were the <laughs> two, we were the only ones in the cinema, like, you know, <laughs> getting it, uh, I guess. I guess, like, the humor is not the same. Yeah, yeah the humor is just not the same for. I guess it's different when it's different when you actually have to read the subtitles Mm. and you don't get the jokes. So I think it's lost. The translation is the humor is lost in the in the translation. Yeah. So So the most memorable thing was the movie. (laughs) I mean that was enjoyable. It's just something that stuck out in my memory for some reason. I was in a full packed cinema and I was the only idiot laughing, dude. Like, yeah. And it's a Spider-Man movie. It's a good movie. It's a good film. Yeah, it is. Yeah. He's my favorite superhero. I still have his... I, I still have comic books from 1990-something. Wow. Spider-Man. I have a whole collection. Oh, wow. You whipped those out of nowhere. They look vintage Spiders. as well. Yeah. I wonder how much they cost now. So my question to you is, let's say if the situation gets better over the next mm. few months or, or I don't know, one or two years from now, right? And, and the borders <laughs> reopen. <laughs> not going to get better tomorrow. And the borders reopen and you get to fly to Japan. Would you still want to pursue that dream of yours to go to Japan and teach English? Nah, I don't know now. Um, a whole lot of things have changed. 
yeah. I think you have more considerations this time around. Yeah, right. I'm really serious with my girlfriend right now. And I'm trying to build a future that includes her. Wow, look at so you. There you go. All grown <laughs> up, Miguel. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. We have to mature somehow, right? You've, you've come a long way. <laughs> hey, aren't you thinking of the same thing? Like yeah. you're planning your future is with your Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think uh, we would I don't think I'll really a whole lot of things have changed, right? But if I ever do, I still want I still want to teach in other countries for the experience, but I'm gonna take her along with me. Correct. That's the plan. Yeah. But for now, I'm not even thinking of those things anymore. Uh, one step at a time. I'm thinking about tomorrow, not one week ahead. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like if she were open to the idea of going with you and teaching English there, would you would you be open to it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Why? How about your girlfriend? How is she like? How is she like? I mean, like, um, what Relocating. does she do? Yeah. Oh, she works in a, uh, like a advertising agency, but they, 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 they work with data basically. They have a lot of data, so it sounds very dodgy and and dubious. But basically, their company, I think, mm. uh, used to be, previously was a part of Singtel. And so that's actually where they get most of their live data from. Mm. And so they use that to their advantage for advertising purposes and, and like putting out uh, digital stuff for events or, or for their clients. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Joey would definitely be open to the idea of, of um, moving, staying in so- a different country for a few years. If let's say if both of us actually found a job, say in Australia or something like that, or like Ooh, Australia, Sydney. yeah, or if I figure a way to work remotely, and if she found a job there in Australia, why not? Like just stay there for I don't know three four years, experience life there. Yeah, it's always good to live, you know, to experience a different kind of. Uh, Country, yeah. different cultures, meet different people. It changes your perspective a lot. You learn a lot of things, especially about culture, beliefs, and traditions. Yeah. So when you said that nowadays you're focusing on one day at a time and just focusing <laughs> yeah. on tomorrow. Baby so steps. What are your what are your immediate priorities? Like what what are the, what are you focusing on these days? Uh Wow, good question. Um, so as you know, I'm struggling a lot with work lately. It consumes a lot of my time. <clears throat> um, but so at this stage, uh, Miguel starts talking about some things that he wants to do in the immediate future, and. Right about then, he actually requested for me to edit this part out because I think he just wants to keep uh, some things a secret for now. Yep, so this is where we're going to leave you at for now. 
uh, hopefully we'll be able to put this stuff out at a later date uh, yeah so that's about it for episode 5 and we'll see you next week so thanks everybody bye